I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, what I'm going to talk about is a little bit about the, some of the spiritual meaning of Krishna Janmashtami for us. And that's actually given in Bhagavatam 10 to 8. This is the prayers, this is the t- chapter titled Prayers by the Demagogues for Lord Krishna in the womb. And here in this story, the narration has been given that uh, the Lord is uh, ordering Yogamaya. I'll go back a little bit. 10 to 6 says, To protect the Yagus, his personal devotees, from Kamsa's attack, the personality of Godhead, Vishvatma, the super soul of everyone, ordered Yoga Maya as follows. O my potency, worshipable for the entire world, and whose nature is to bestow good fortune upon all living entities, go to brunch, where there live many coward men and their wives. In that very beautiful land, where many cows reside, Rohini, the wife of Vasudev, is living at the home of Nanda Maharaj. Other wives of Vasudev are also living there incognito because of fear of Kamsa. Please go there. So then he says, Within the womb of Devaki is my partial plenary expansion known as Shankarshana or Shisha. Without difficulty, transfer him to the womb of Rohini. So Prabhupada describes here. Because this is all preparation for uh, uh, Krishna's conception, which is actually his real appearance, that he might say when he appears in the womb of Devaki. Uh, so this several th- interesting things have been happening. First of all, she had six sons who were killed. So now, this is uh, the other thing, uh, Shankarshana was there, uh, move him out, <laughs> another one. So, uh, so that's what he says to her, Devakya Jaktare Gharvam Sheshakyam Dhamma, Malakam, Tat Sanikrishna, Rohinyam, Udare, Sanivesha. Within the womb of Devaki, the Garba, known as Shesha, which my Dhamma, Prabhupada translates here as a plenary expansion. Uh, so you uh, attract him, and he uses the word Sunny Krishna. Sunny Krishna, so Sankarshana is a variation on that. And of course, in the word for Sankarshana is also the name of Krishna, is in there too. Krishna, one who attracts Krishna. Uh, so you transfer him. 
So Prabhupada says, the first plenary expansion of Krishna is Baladev, also known as Shesha. This Shesha incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead supports the entire universe and the eternal mother of this incarnation is Mother Rohini. Because I am going into the womb of Devaki, the Lord tells Yogamaya, the Shesha incarnation has already gone there and made suitable arrangements so that I may live there. Now he should enter the womb of Rohini, his eternal mother. So here's this interesting idea of suitable arrangements so that I may live there. So things are being have been prepared for Krishna's advent. So now Prabhupada says, in this connection one may ask how the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who's always always situated transcendentally, could enter the womb of Devaki, which had been previously entered by the six Asuras or the Shat Garba. That's the interesting thing that happened because there were six children who were slain by Kamsa and we've learned earlier that they were uh, the cursed sons of the demon Kalanini. Uh, and so these six that was their curse that they had to be conceived in killed uh, right away. Uh, so now uh, we get the inside story about them, what, the, what that means. Uh, does this mean that the Shat Garba Shura, that's what they're called, they're called Shat, the six Garba uh, embryos who are demons, does this mean that the Shat Garba Asuras were equal to the transcendental body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The following answer is given by Srila Vishwanath Chakravati Thakura. And then there's the bigger quote, but this whole arrangement is pretty far out. <laughs> so Prabhupada begins the explanation following Vishwanath Chakravati Thakura's commentary. The entire creation, as well as the individual parts is an expansion of the energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, even though the Lord enters the material world, He does not do so. This is explained by the Lord Himself in Bhagavad Gita 9, 4, and 5. By in me, in my unmanifested form, this entire universe is pervaded. All beings are in me, but I am not in them. And yet everything that is created does not rest in me. Behold my mystic opulence, although I'm the maintainer of all living entities, and although I am everywhere, 
Myself is the very source of creation. Sarvaklavitam Brahma. This is a quotation from the Upanishads. Sarvakalu Itam Brahma. Everything is an expansion of Brahman, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet everything is not the Supreme Godhead, and He is not everywhere. Everything rests upon Him, and yet does not rest upon Him. This can be explained only through the Achincha Veda Veda philosophy. Uh, such truths cannot be understood, however, unless one is a pure devotee. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, Bhaktya Mama Vijana Di Yavandas Chasmi Tatrataha. One can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead as He is only by devotional service. I have to tell you something, or just by the way, in the conventional understanding in the material world, uh, over here is knowledge and over here is religion. And they're two different things. But actually, if you want to understand Krishna, have knowledge of Krishna, then bhakti is necessary. So it is a process of knowledge. This idea that this is intellectual and this is emotional is bogus completely. So ultimately that's our understanding of this achincha veda veda tattva. You can't consider everything as one with Krishna, nor can you consider anything as different from Krishna. Prabhupada puts it one place, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. Or there's nothing but Sri Krishna, yet nothing is Sri Krishna, save and except his own primordial personality. Just memorize those two sentences. They're both taken from Prabhupada's books and just repeat them and chant Hare Krishna. Eventually, <laughs> the knowledge will come. Uh, Prabhupada continues even though the Lord cannot be understood by ordinary persons, the principle should be understood from the statements of Shastra. And Prabhupada goes on, a pure devotee is always transcendently situated because of executing nine different processes of devotional service, of bhakti yoga, shravanam, kirtanam, krishnam, smaranam, parasevanam, arjanam, varanam, dasham, sakyam, atminavedyam, that's what, 7523. Prabhupada is telling his daddy what he learned in school. Shravanam, kirtanam, krishnam, smaranam, parasevanam. Because Thus, situated in devotional service, a devotee, although in the material world, is not in the material world. So the point is that when we practice devotional service, it's the engagement of the senses and the service of the master of the senses. So the senses are engaged. When we uh, chant japa, for example, our sense of touch is engaged in feeling these the, the feet, we're listening to the holy name, we're moving our tongue. So, and we have a lot to do with devotional service. We have, you know, like if this were anybody's household, the floor has to be cleaned, the windows have to be washed, the 
clocks have to be set on time. All those little ordinary everyday duties all have to be done. Just the way you would do it if it was your own house and not the Lord's house. They all have to be done. So your senses are engaged. And you're in the material world, so these are seem to be material objects. So you may be a little afraid. Well, that's what he's saying here. Yet a devotee always fears. Even though, although in the material world, his devotional service, the devotee situated there is not in the material world, yet a devotee always fears. Because I am associated with the material world, so many contaminations affect me. We should, we should, we should always be afraid of Maya. Well, that's the advice. Don't ever think, oh, now I'm so advanced, I don't have to worry. That's when she grabs you. <laughs> Actually, those who are advanced think I'm not advanced. And those who are not advanced think I'm advanced. <laughs> It's just the opposite of what you think. Because I am associated with the material world, so many contaminations affect me. Therefore, he is always alert in fear, which gradually diminishes his material association. So this is very positive for bhakti, this fear of material association. Then Prabhupada said, symbolically, Mother Devaki's constant fear of Kamsa was purifying her. She was always afraid of him. So that's just she's being purified. A pure devotee should always fear material association, and in this way, all the asuras of material association will be killed as the Shakgarbhasuras were killed by Kamsa. So this is the meaning of his pastime. It is said, my computer just buzzed to tell me that tomorrow Srila Prabhupada's appearance day. It is said that from the mind, Marichi appears. In other words, Marichi is an incarnation of the mind. Marichi had six sons. Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Madha, and Matsarya. Lust, anger, greed, illusion, madness, and envy. The Supreme Personality of Godhead appears in pure devotional service. This is confirmed in the Vedas, Bhaktir Evainam Darshaiti. Only Bhakti can bring one in contact with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead appears from the womb of Devaki, and therefore Devaki symbolically represents Bhakti. And Kamsa symbolically represents material fear. Of course, we want we, we we want Krishna to also become manifest in our hearts. So this is why this applies to us. 
when, when Janmashtami is taking place, for us, we are the Ime Krishna appear in my heart. And he, pure. and he will not appear on our hearts unless our hearts are clean. This is what Janmashtami should mean for us, that, that we are... Uh, we are Otherwise, uh, yeah, anyway, we have ways of preparing our heart. But because, because we also know that whenever Krishna appears and they follow, once in a day of Brahma he comes, whenever that, ha- that day happens, that, uh, that, that Krishna appears, then in the, after, the Kali Yuga afterwards, Mahaprabhu appears. Because Krishna appears, but uh, very few people digest, can understand him because of this requirement here. Uh, very few people uh, have, have, have been able to appreciate this. It's a kind of uh, esoteric, hidden, or esoteric, it's hidden. So uh, it says in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that when Krishna descended and appeared in Vrindavan, he brought he brought with him the whole storehouse of love of God, but it remained locked. It remained locked because very few people could actually appreciate it. But when Lord Chaitanya, when Krishna again appeared as Lord Chaitanya, together with his associates, the Panchatattva, they, as they chanted and danced, they unlocked, they broke open the lock on that storehouse, plundered the contents, and distributed it to everyone. And they didn't consider who was fit and who was not fit. So that's how we know it. Because the question always arises when we talk about how sublime Krishna consciousness is and so how elevated it is. Then I have to say, well, if it's so elevated, how come I know about it? <laughs> there was the famous American uh, uh, comedian, Groucho Marx. So one of his movies, he was asked to join a very exclusive private gentleman's club. And he was so insulted. He says, I would never belong to any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> so it's something like, why are we here? <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. And by that mercy, we are now today finding out how do make Krishna appear? How to purify our hearts by bhakti? And we're given this, this simple, feasible process. Doable, as they say in America. It's doable. Okay. But anyway, going on, Marichi is an incarnation of the mind. And Marichi had six sons. We know our own minds. We know that they, they're there. Kama, Krodha, Lopa, Moha, Mada, 
matsarya, lust, anger, greed, illusion, madness, and envy. The Supreme Personality of Godhead appears in pure devotional service. Uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared for the womb of Devaki and therefore Devaki symbolically represents bhakti and kamsa symbolically represents material fear. When a pure devotee always fears material association, his real position of bhakti is manifest, and he naturally becomes uninterested in material enjoyment. A very interesting sense. Prabhupada's talking about a pure devotee. Oh, pure devotee, nothing to be afraid of. No, he's pure because he always fears material association. When a pure devotee always fears material association, his real position of bhakti, notice that we could use this term real position. It's not something that's not there. It's just what we really are. It's our real constitutional. We are constituted as servants of Krishna. So then that appears, and he naturally becomes uninterested in material enjoyment. So it's that fear that produces the bhakti, which produces the indifference to all the billboards and commercials of the material world that Maya keeps throwing up at us. When the six sons of Marichi are killed by such fear, and one is freed from material contamination, that's what the uh, within the womb of bhakti, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears. Thus, the seventh pregnancy of Devaki signifies the appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. After the six sons, Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Matsarya, uh, Moha, Madha, and Matsarya are killed. The Shesha Incarnation creates a suitable appearance for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, when one awakens his natural Krishna consciousness, Lord Krishna appears. This is the explanation given by Srila Vishnu Chakravarti. What's not mentioned here, not mentioned elsewhere, is that Balaram is first there. And that also plays a part because Balaram is Adi Guru. He is uh, the, uh, all uh, he is the principle, the embodiment of the principle of Guru Tattva and therefore the, any spiritual master who gives us Krishna consciousness is a representative of Balaram. So therefore, Balaram is very, very important. So he also appears um, and uh, makes the, everything fit for Krishna, <laughs> he says. And similarly, we are also told, um, because we are also worshipping Krishna in the form of Lord Chaitanya, that we uh, Nityananda comes first. Uh, is, uh, we cannot... Uh, we cannot uh, appreciate Lord Chaitanya without the mercy of Nityananda. Uh, 
course, Nityananda is very, very merciful to all kinds of people uh, that would consider to be unfit. Uh, so, uh, and it's of course that uh, because of Lord Chaitanya, eventually, that Srila Prabhupada comes to America where there is not much of a hint of anything Krishna consciousness and a whole nation of unqualified people. <laughs> Very unqualified. And Prabhupada was able to start in America but then all over the world spread this Krishna consciousness movement. It's nice that his day is right after. <laughs> John Mosmi because he also is the manifestation of the mercy of Krishna so that all over the world uh, even many of you are from India may have come to America just to get away from Krishna <laughs> you found him waiting here. <laughs> because, because what America does not offer is bhakti. Uh, one famous uh, saying, Calvin Coolidge, one time president of the United States, says the business of America is business. <laughs> We want to change the business of America to bhakti. <laughs> that would be nice. And, uh, it, 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 interestingly enough, uh, that that when when uh, when uh, uh, Prabhupada uh, one time is, is discussing uh, his uh, coming to America, he. Um, he told how he received the order from the spiritual master to do this. Uh, uh, that that, uh, that uh, he should um, uh, bring Krishna consciousness. Twice he was first his first and final communication with the spiritual master both the same that he should preach in English, which meant go to the West. So Prabhupada tells uh, uh, how he got that message, talking in Los Angeles, how he got that, that message, and that order from the spiritual master. And then he would say, as he often did, I'm an old man, I can die at any time. Uh, and then he said uh, to his disciples, now, today, I'm this is, this is, uh, I'm going to give you the same order he gave me. And as Prabhupada translated it, the same order, he said, you should have some feeling for suffering humanity. He said, to some extent you have understood this Krishna consciousness, now you should have some feeling for suffering humanity. So that's what this going to the West, you should have some feeling for suffering humanity. So then I, I thought of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who, who was giving this order to his his disciples because, by the way, uh, Srila Prabhupada wasn't the only one that received the order. 
That's why Prabhupada was so shocked to get it, because it was given to all kinds of sannyasis and bhikkhus uh, in the movement, and Prabhupada was always a household or something on the edge, as far as they're concerned. And so, so then he get, he gets he gets the order, you know, just before his spiritual master disappeared. So it's the end of 1936. You should have feeling for suffering humanity, and he got the got the order early on in the, when he first met him. Uh, well, here's somebody in India, which was considered a backwards, undeveloped country. And, and, uh, and the, the West was prosperous and, uh, and rich and had every, all their desires fulfilled and so many things like that. So here's somebody from India in this so-called backward condition wanting to have compassion for people who are suffering in the advanced modern West. <laughs> it just strikes me as very, very... Uh, uh, deep understanding of why people are suffering that, uh, that you get everything you want and still well what, what about birth, death, old age and disease how are you going to solve those problems it's not, it's not uh, uh, although when, you know when I was a child I would hear very read out very frequently and see in the newspapers or magazines that how they're going to solve the problem of death they were promising like that. You don't see it's not quite so obvious, but still they're working on it. <laughs> still they're working on it. So people are suffering. They need Krishna consciousness. It is the only thing that is going to make people's lives at all worthwhile. Otherwise, they're just grabbing little things, trying to hold on to something, like just like grabbing smoke. It's not the end. It's not there. What they want is not there. Well, what they want is Krishna. And somehow or other, because of these um, misconceptions in their, their mind, because of the six asuras, they've got something, something that won't satisfy them. So, anyway, this is the, this is the meaning of Sri Krishna Janmashtami, given given in this book, in this uh, this verse, and uh, so I'm happy to be able to bring that to everyone's attention, including mine. Again, <laughs> at the beginning of Janmashtami, uh, uh, so we can be prepared when we welcome Krishna, that uh, we are welcoming him here in our hearts, and that uh, and. Uh, Remember Prabhupada's two orders. Uh, become Krishna consciousness yourself and give it to others. That's a simple formula. And if we, if we just uh, make up our minds, then all facility will be there. Everything you need. And impossible is the word in a fool's dictionary. Thank you very much.
questions, comments, discussion? Yes, ma'am. You see, I had a friend who had once asked me a question which I wasn't sure how to answer, but I the one thing we should fear. If we fear Maya, we have nothing else to fear anywhere else. This is, this is the important detail. Because Prabhupada actually was, was fearless. He did an astonishing thing you know, because, because uh, it's, it, it's something uh, to have spent uh, your whole life in India then all of a sudden at the age of 70 where most people are ready to settle down and stay somewhere to go to a strange company, country I mean it was really Prabhupada's, uh, I mean Krishna's arrangement I think because he had so many troubles all the time to just to do just to, to, to accomplish what he did and uh uh, so finally, uh, he did so many things to carry out this order that he got from his spiritual master. Tell us how he received this order, this letter that you should preach in English, and was uh, astonished. And Prabhupada said, at first I couldn't understand how I would do such and such a thing. And he said then he got inspiration from reading... Uh, Vishma Chakravarti Thakur's commentary on the Bhagavad Gita verse Vyavasa Atmika Bhutti that you need to be successful in devotional service, the verse says, you need this resolute determination, Vyavasa Atmika Bhutti. And Vishma Chakravarti says that this means you should take the order of your spiritual master and just simply do that and don't be concerned with anything else. Don't even worry if you're going to be liberated or not. Just follow that order. So he said from that he got some uh, some determination and then he uh, executed that order uh, and uh, that, that's, that was quite, quite fearless. Uh, and then when it finally came down to leaving he got aboard this ship. wasn't a luxury steamer, <laughs> and headed off on an ocean voyage. Where people by then mostly they travel that distance if they had any money by by airplane. Had to make a few more stops than we make nowadays, but you could do it. And so, and so notice he he was seventy years old. He didn't have youthful energy. <coughs> He didn't have money. And the Indian government would let him take 40 rupees out of the country, which then was about $7. So he didn't have money. 
I mean, I mean, not only is he going, but he has no money. Uh, didn't have good health. Uh, on the boat, he had a heart attack. Didn't have a good health. Uh, he had no institutional support whatsoever. That's fearless. And then to show up in the United States, you know, to, to make his way eventually to New York City. And, uh, and then, then he kept trying, there's a whole series of letters he wrote to his godbrothers. He, had a, he wanted to make a temple in New York City. He, he found a, a building. He had a donor in, 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 uh, in Gujarat who was willing to pay for it. All he needed was permission from the Indian government to, to uh, release the money. Uh, a number of his godbrothers are very well connected with the Indian government, at least three of them that I know of. And he was writing them letters, just please go and spend a day, you know, and, uh, and just use your influence uh, and, and get the currency released. Nobody would do it. And then he finally realized, I'm on my own. <laughs> just, he even wrote, you know, he said, I'll just be a worker of the Sri Chaitanya Mat. You know, it'll be your organization. I'll just be one of the... So, so, so uh, this was fearlessness. He, he uh, simply didn't care about it and just, uh, just did did his thing. And then he, he tells it, if you just make up this mind, Krishna will give you all facility. And that facility came. Within a few years, the Hare Krishna mantra was the number one song in England. It was the top, top of the pops song. You know? Didn't take that, but a few years <laughs> to do that. So, so in that sense, the devotee is fearless. There's nothing to fear. But never, one, as Prabhupada told us, is, as long as you're in the material world, never think you're safe. It would be folly to do that. And so, uh, of course, Krishna will give you all protection. But still. Uh, uh, and, and, and the point, the point is, is that is 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 that uh, the Krishna consciousness is the opposite from the material world. The material world, as you advance, you become prouder and prouder and prouder. It's the path of pride. Uh, the spiritual path is the path of humility. You become smaller and smaller and smaller. And so Prabhupada uh, uh, was always he would think of himself. In, in very, very humble terms. That, that he was simply, everything he did was the mercy of his spiritual master. And he even would say in public that I, gave, I was gotten this order by my spiritual master when I was a young man, but I was so entangled and attached I couldn't do anything to my old age. He was saying like that. Then I came here to America, I couldn't do much, but you American boys and girls are helping me, so now I can finally do something to please my spiritual master. Thank you. <laughs> this is Srila Prabhupada's mentality. Anything else? Yeah. I have one 
the lock to the storehouse of love uh, of uh, what Krishna had brought, um, and so they freely distributed the love of God or holy name, um, and Lord Nityananda distributed to everyone. Um, but one of the uh, ten offenses are that one should not instruct the faithless people. So how do we uh, resolve this apparent confusion in these two statements? Prabhupada said, he mentioned in this connection, we sometimes we take some risk <laughs> out of mercy. You you go and you give a lecture on Krishna consciousness, you don't even you don't know who's in the room, you know. So uh, so Prabhupada uh, he didn't he did yeah, he 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 he, uh, he didn't compromise on the standards of Krishna consciousness. Uh, please, can I just follow two regulative principles? He never, <laughs> he never did anything like that. You know? But we have a very, very powerful process of Krishna consciousness. And, uh, we just have to take advantage, advantage of it. But we don't cheat. When Prabhupada was asked in London, there were so many gurus starting to come. Uh, and they, they asked him, uh, how are you different? And he said, I don't, I don't, I don't bluff. I don't, you don't say, give, give me $50, chant this mantra, and in six months you'll be God. I don't. He tells it like it is. Uh, so, so people are saying, oh, Krishna consciousness is so difficult. It's actually as easy as you can make it, uh, but it's real. He doesn't say you... you because because what, the, what the cheating soul wants is two things. Krishna and Maya. <laughs> Both. The, the happy combination. <laughs> but the slogan for Back to Godhead magazine, Godhead is light. And then there's darkness, and when there's light, there's no darkness. Maya is darkness. That's the, that's the fact. Imagine a, a scale, a pan balance, you know. Like you still see in India when you buy bananas, they put the bananas in one pan, the weights in the other, pan balance, right? It's an inverse proportion, you know. Krishna consciousness goes up, sense gratification goes down. And if you notice sense gratification starts to go up somewhere on this side, look at the other side, you'll see Krishna consciousness going down, you know. So this, where they both go, it doesn't happen. <laughs> That's the law. So Prabhupada didn't cheat. So he tells us how just so much information just in that one little purport about what we need to do for Krishna consciousness. And it's the only worthwhile thing worth doing. Anything else we do is worthless. Whatever else, we may do other things, but everything else that we do has to be in support of this. Of advancement in Krishna consciousness, and if we make that our determination, then Krishna will give us all intelligence how to get there. That's a fact. Okay. Shri Prabhupada ki jai.